Trace Jackson Davis is coming back for one last season in Bloomington, and he ain't messing around. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Wednesday, May 25th. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Trace Jackson Davis technically has two years of eligibility left, but uh, in his Zoom press conference on earlier this week, he spoke about it being his last season. And one of the things that we did not get to cover in Tuesday's episode was uh, some of the comments he made about how serious he is taking this season and the ownership and the leadership role he is taking within the program. Specifically, and this kind of raised some eyebrows, uh, he was very forward about his thoughts on to be honest, drug use with the program. And that's been a problem in the past. And he said, quote, this is my last time being at IU and I don't want anything of that nature ruining our season. If you're that selfish to do drugs during the season, then you don't need to play for this university. It definitely has had effects in the past. I'll just leave it at that. I'm not going to sit here and try to guess or, or infer or throw out um, wild kind of accusations about who he's referencing. I'm sure everybody can think of situations uh, in the past and go for it. You you were probably thinking of the same type of people, but uh, this is a very, I don't want to say interesting approach, but a very like forward a- approach in that he knows how special this IU team can be this season. And he is not messing around. He's setting a tone from day one of his return that we are going to be focused. We are not letting outside distractions derail the season. Because as he said, he knows how good this team can be. He knows that this is a titles contender, whether it's Big Ten, whether it's bigger than that. And small things like what he mentioned, drug use, which at times has been an issue. Those small things can derail a season, a a suspension here or there, depending on the length of it. It comes at the wrong time or to the wrong player, and suddenly I use scrambling, and as deep as this team's going to be this season, we'll talk about that later, losing a, a player that can be impactful is hard to replace in the middle of the season, and a lot of times you can't. So a very interesting if i'm being honest that's a word i probably use many times uh approach from trace on that one to just put that out in the open and put his teammates on notice from the start that that is not going to be acceptable something else that was interesting that he talked about is just the level of communication he's had with mike woodson about how he thinks uh the team i don't want to say how the, he thinks the team should run but the level of input he he's given to Mike Woodson. He talked about how he thinks that they should focus more on offense than defense this year. He spoke or Mike Woodson obviously spoke last year about 
implementing his defense and that being the core of the team. It was. It's what got Indiana to the NCAA tournament. I'm not going to fault that in the least bit. IU's offense was awful for the large majority of last season, especially when they got into Big Ten play. And we saw glimpses at the end of the season that we've talked a lot about, but IU needs to fix some things offensively because if they want to be a national title contender, they want to contend for a Big Ten title. You can't have an offense that ranks near or at the bottom of the league in the Big Ten. Uh, he also spoke something interesting that I think will make a lot of IU fans' ears perk up, and just the way that um, Mike Woodson substituted in practice last year. Quote, we had two teams last season, the starting five and the bench. We play against each other and never switch. We'd play against each other, excuse me and never switch up teams. I think it's huge for us to get our team chemistry better. Uh, He basically wants there to be more mixtures of lineups. And again, that's more of a thing that that might be a learning curve that Mike Woodson has with the college game. In the NBA, the starters play against the bench. There's defined roles, and uh, guys are talented enough to bridge the chemistry gaps and Uh, There's more games to do that, so you get more in-game action to do that. In college, when you have guys like Trace, Xavier, and whatnot playing 30, 35, close to 40 minutes a game as they were last season, if they're only practicing with their fellow starting five, that's reps that they're not getting to try to build up chemistry with one another. So I know everybody hated the all-bench lineup last season, uh, it struggled a lot. I think it was um, kind of a lightning bolt for criticism at time when there were other reasons IU struggled. But you can't conceivably put an all-bench lineup on the court uh, in a game, especially in Big Ten play, especially this season. One of Xavier and Jalen hood Shafino, who presumably are going to start, I, I would be stunned if they don't start. One of those guys should always be on the floor. One of Trace and Race should always be on the floor. Uh, and you need to stagger a lot more. And I, it's interesting, and I agree with that sentiment from Trace, that there needs to be more intermingling, needs to be more staggering of lineups so that you don't have a, stall, a starting five, excuse me, in a bench lineup. And you saw how much they struggled last season a lot of times, just taking one player out of that starting lineup because it guys just weren't used to it, whether it was, the other four members of the starting five or the one guy that stepped in in that starting five. Nobody was used to those roles, and uh, it was an awkward fit. So when the starting five didn't have it, it was hard just to pull one person and go to someone else because nobody was used to that. So I think that is certainly a criticism Mike Woodson had from last season, a fair one and one that he hopefully can adjust to this offseason. And I enjoy that. IU has a player like Trace who is a leader but is comfortable enough to making these kind of comments and suggestions to Mike Woodson. And I think Mike Woodson is smart enough and and honest enough with himself to admit that he needs to change some of those things up. And I think that's the type of relationship he does have and should have with a star player like Trace Jackson Davis because there's going to be really fine margins that determine how good this Indiana team can be And it's going to be one of the best Indiana teams that, or excuse me, one of the best teams Indiana has had in quite a while. Uh, We're going to compare them to a pair of teams that um, maybe the two best teams Indiana has had in the last decade or so, 
and see how they stack up against those two sides here in a moment. First, though, this episode is, or excuse me, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto parts chain store to stock all the parts you guys need. So why endure those long lines where you get to the counter and they, they tell you they don't have the part, they're going to have to order it, Skip all of that process and just go to rockauto.com today. Save time and money using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend those crazy markup prices, 30, 50, even 100% uh, just for the same part at a car dealership or a, a chain store? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have reliably low prices for every customer. And they have everything you could need, whether it's brake parts, whether it's tail lamps, whether it's motor oil, even new carpet for you guys. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Thanks for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. This Indiana team is going to be really good this season. I think they are capable of making the Final Four. Uh, will they get there? It's going to determine uh, be determined on a lot of small things like we talked about last season. I think they could have, or excuse me, last segment. I think they have the talent, though, if they can put the pieces together. The last team I felt that way about, I didn't really feel that way about them coming into the season, but during the season, I certainly did, was the 2015-16 Hoosiers, who we talked about earlier in the week. I think this IU team compares favorably to that one. Obviously, that team... Uh, they didn't make a Final Four. It's been 20 years since IU's made a Final Four, but that team won the Big Ten uh, and were a criminally under-ranked five seed uh, that made a Sweet 16 run and gave UNC, who made the national title game that season, a pretty good run for its money. UNC shot unseasonably well from the three-point line, and I'll forever be frustrated by that game. But if you look at that team compared to this team, there are a lot of crossover comparisons I think you can make. Obviously, Trace and Yogi, that's something we talked about. Those Yogi was a leader, maybe not quite as vocal as Trace has been just in the last couple of days. Yogi was the leader of that team. Like Everybody knew it. He played like the leader of that team, and that's how Trace uh, is going to be this season. Everybody knows he's the leader. He's going to play like he's the leader. And I think that is a very easy comparison to make, and I think a very fair one. Uh, you look at Xavier Johnson race, uh, you can kind of compare Xavier to Rojo. Um, Rojo's highs weren't maybe quite as high as Xavier's, but he was a lot more consistent, uh, a lot more. Uh, you can compare race to Bielfeld and Hartman. Those two bigs were very valuable to the way Tom Crean wanted to play, their ability to stretch the floor. Race may not have that same type of ability, but they're very, they were all reliable. And that's exactly what trade or race is. Excuse me. Geronimo and OG is an easy comparison that we've talked about. Um, maybe a bit unfair to Geronimo, but uh, you can see the comparison there pretty easily. I think Jalen Hood, Shafino, Thomas Bryant is also a really good comparison too. Thomas Bryant came in 
as a freshman that season and played right away and made a big impact right away. Uh, 11.9 points per game, 5.8 rebounds, uh, started all 35 games and shot 68% from the field. Uh, it was a, a smaller, I guess, role for him than what he would later have, but it was a role he really excelled in. I think Jalen hood Shafino is going to come in. He's going to start every game. He's going to make an impact. It might be a little bit of a smaller role this season with Xavier, with Trace there, but uh, it's a role that I think he could find a lot of success in. Um, and I think that's a pretty easy comparison, as is maybe Malik Renault and Juwan Morgan. I think Malik will play a little bit more than Juwan Morgan did that season. Juwan, I don't think he didn't really come on until kind of the second half of the season. He only ended up playing nine minutes a game. I think Malik's going to play more minutes than that, but Juwan did play 30 games. Uh, he only averaged two points, two rebounds. Um, again, I think Malik will average more than that, but that was the beginning for Juwan of a, a lengthy, amazing career in Bloomington. I don't know if that is what is in store for Malik, but I think both are, they're both, they were both freshmen or will be in Malik's case in that. And, I think that both could have similar types of impacts at the beginning of what should be a great career. Now, there isn't a comparison for everybody. I don't know that there's much of a comparison for this team with Tamar, with Trey Galloway, with Miller Cop. I don't think anybody on uh, this team compares to James Blackman. I know, I mean, you want to speak about lightning rods. I know he was a lightning rod for criticism, and, I mean, he went down, and that's when IU went on their run. Maybe a little, very much unfair on him, I think. but. I don't think there's really a comparison for him. There's no perimeter guy that can score like he could score uh, on this team. But what this overall, I mean, both are deep teams that had a mixture of impactful freshmen and veterans led by a, a pretty clear leader. Uh, this team will have Jalen Huchifino, Malik Renault as those freshmen. That team had Thomas Bryant, Juwan Morgan, uh, OG as well. And uh, this team has the veterans, Xavier, Race, uh, that team with Rojo, Bielfeld, Harmon, uh, or Hartman, excuse me. So there's a lot of comparisons there. I think that this is probably the best kind of like-for-like like comparison when you look at pretty much any team in the last 20 years or so. Uh, now, would we be disappointed with only a Sweet 16? Time will tell, and that's something we may be able to discuss, but uh, only a Sweet 16 seems like a very wild sentence to say, considering late, late into last season, we didn't even think we were making an NCAA tournament. So we'll we'll discuss expectations as the summer goes on, but I think these two teams are very comparable, and I thought that 2015-16 team had a very, very high ceiling just ran into a bad matchup with UNC. And I think this team has a very high ceiling as well. And if we're talking high ceilings, the team that had maybe the highest ceiling of any since IU won a national title is the 2012-13 team. Another very obvious comparison between Trace and Cody Zeller. We'll get a little deeper on that here in a moment. First, though, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, uh, MLB scores, fights, and even futures 
for the NFL. Uh, Miami Heat play tonight. Big, big, big game five uh, against the Boston Celtics. I This game or this series has only been blowouts, so the line being at plus one and a half for Miami uh, as the underdog in Miami, I don't know. Vic has been going off. We talked about the great defensive game he had uh, in game three. Game four, he was the only offense Miami had. I recorded uh, Tuesday's episode, or yeah, Tuesday's episode before the game. I didn't expect Vic to be literally the only offense Miami had as they got blown out. Uh, so Vic has definitely brought it this series, but we'll see if the rest of the Heat can step up. This is going to be the big game. Uh, somebody is going to win this one and have two shots at closing out the series. If I had to put my money on it, it's hard not to bet on the Celtics right now. Miami's really, really beat up. I would probably take Boston minus one and a half. But if you really believe in Vic, go for it. Put some money on uh, the Miami Heat. Not at just plus one and a half. Uh, their money line is also plus 103. So make a little bit money uh, there as well. Uh, but Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. That 2012-13 team was a special, special team that I'm sure a lot of people, the ending soured things a little bit for a lot of people, but that was still a, a truly special team in Bloomington. And it was anchored in a lot of ways by Cody Zeller. He was the the guy that put him over the top and and really made them a national contender. And in a lot of ways, that's Trace this year. It's easy to compare. They both are All-American big men that have somewhat similar games. Cody had a much more of a jumper than Trace has. Trace has much more of a post game than Cody had. But uh, somewhat similar games for the two of them. Um, so there's a lot of comparisons to be made there. but. The problem is this IU team next season doesn't have a lot of that top-end talent that the 2012-13 team had. Like, there's no Vic comparison. Uh, and, I mean, you can look at Jalen hood Shafino as maybe that year a 2012-13 Yogi. Uh, Yogi came in and started right away as a freshman. Jalen hood Shafino is going to come in and start right away as a freshman. Both were highly rated prospects. Look, if Jalen hood Shafino has anything close to a career that Yogi had, then it's an amazing career for him. But I could see that comparison. You can kind of compare the two recruiting classes a little bit. That class infamously was named the movement and Wolf. Uh, I looked back on that class coming into or to research this podcast I remember it being bad. I knew it was bad. And even when you look at it on paper, it's really bad. Uh, Ron Patterson didn't even make it to the uh, campus by the start of the school year. Uh, you had Jeremy Hollowell, who was decent but transferred. Hannah Pereira had a ton of potential and never met any of it. Peter Jerkin, uh, again, never met any potential. And then you have Yogi, who um, was incredible and one of the best players Bloomington's uh, seen in the the program's history if i'm being really honest but there's not that level of like that was the best recruiting class in the nation now they flamed out but 
that doesn't change. Everybody saw that as the best recruiting class in the nation. IU has a top five recruiting class. It's led by two five-star guys, but uh, the other guys are going to have CJ Gunn, Caleb Banks are going to have a, uh, they, they haven't been talked about. Like it's going to be interesting to see how they mix in with this roster, but you could compare race Thompson and Will Sheehy, those are two of the all-time glue guys in IU basketball history. Um, I I really like that comparison. They obviously are different in how they play and different in the positions they play, but Will Sheehy was one of my favorite players ever in Bloomington. Nothing's going to top him flexing in front of the Purdue fans. Race Thompson, same way, one of my favorite players ever, and a lot of it's because both guys were these glue guys, these... Um, they weren't the stars of the team, but the team played better when they were out there. So I, th- I really like that comparison, but that's where everything else kind of falls short. Like I said, there's no Oladipo comparison. There's no Watford real comparison. There's no Jordy Hall's comparison. Um, and then you have like, I, you could maybe compare Xavier Johnson and Jordy Hall's both as like veteran point guards, but with all due respect to Xavier, like Jordy is a IU legend. So it's unfair to compare their hit compare the two uh jordan geronimo i'm not even sure who you really compare him to uh maybe a hollowell that we mentioned tamar bates and trey galloway i I don't know who you compare those guys to but uh there are a few minor things in there look that 2012-13 team was absolutely loaded and underachieved ultimately um for a variety of reasons but I don't think this team is as just filled with talent, but the pieces might fit a little bit better. Even that might be a little bit much because that 2012 team fit together like a glove too. But it's interesting to look at the two and compare them. There are other comparisons I'm sure some of you thought of. I tried to look at some of them and and make them, but like I'm not going to compare them to the 0102 team that went to the uh, championship game. But all I mean that both teams do, do have a lot of upperclassmen, um, but there aren't like the impact freshmen, uh, and there wasn't really an out and out leader like Trace is going to be on that team. Jared Jeffries was obviously incredible. I, you could maybe compare him to Trace, but I think Trace is like I said the the outright leader, and Jared Jeffries was not that. So uh, that team's a little hard to compare. Oh seven oh eight. You could compare Trace to DJ White, another great IU big man uh, of the past. There's no real Eric Gordon comp. I mean, Eric Gordon is uh, one of the best one-and-done guys IU's ever seen, and he went on to have a a long, long NBA career that's still going on. Uh, That IU team back in 07-08 really relied on three guys, DJ, EJ, Armand Bassett, this IU team isn't going to be like that, or it shouldn't be. I wouldn't expect it to be. They're going to rely a lot on Trace, but there's going to be a lot of other guys mixing in there. So I'm not sure that that's a, a great comparison either. Let me know what you guys think. Leave a comment in on YouTube. Leave a review and, and let me know who you guys would compare this team to because um, there's a lot of talent on this team, and there's going to be really high hopes. And um, as much as I... I think it's probably a little unfair to compare them to a team that went to the national title game. I do believe this team could make the final four. It's going to be interesting to see how the next uh, three, four, five months of the offseason play out leading into the regular season. 
but I'm excited and we're going to keep talking about it and we're going to keep uh, looking around uh, at teams of the past and teams in the present as well. Thanks again for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back tomorrow. Probably take a look around the Big Ten and the, the nation as a whole. See where this IU team slots in. See who the teams that are better than them right now are. See how they match up with some of those teams. Now, make your second listen to Locked On NBA Big Board podcast. Rafael Barlow, Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin give fans an in-depth look with the biggest prospects, the latest player rankings, and, of course, big boards. Follow Locked On NBA Big Board every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Go listen to Locked On Heat as well as they prepare for Game 5 tonight. I'm sure there's a lot of love being thrown Victor Oladipo's way. Follow us on Twitter, subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review if you guys have not already. Yesterday's show was a smashing success. Thank you guys for that. I love you guys for all this. Uh, Let's keep up the momentum this week. I know everybody's as excited as I am. Uh, But most importantly, though, guys, have a tremendous Wednesday and LEO.